Welcome back for Mum Talk Series 6, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum, from pregnancy to life now with a baby, sharing all the highs and all the lows. As we go through this series, I will be joined by knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, and also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. Hello and welcome back for this week's episode of Mum Talk Series 6, Episode 6 and this week you've got me. Firstly, huge, huge apologies for the podcast coming late to your ears, just a little bit later than planned. In all honesty, I didn't have one recorded yesterday to put live at 6am this morning because, as you can hear, I have been ill. I still am ill. It's taken me an age to get over one of Amaldine's colds and it's been going on for about 10 days Um, and it's really starting to wear me down. And I got to the point yesterday where I really wanted to get the recording done and I just couldn't, I just wasn't feeling up to it and I didn't want to give you guys a half-assed podcast um, as I know this is really valuable time. I know when I listen to podcasts it's really valuable time um, which I could be spent listening to either somebody else's podcast or um, just with my own thoughts. So I know your time is precious and I didn't want to give you a rubbish podcast. So <clears throat> I'm here I am feeling a little bit better. Hendrik kicked my ass and was like, get upstairs, record your podcast. Um, And here I am. But you know what was really good? As I said to him, I was like, well, come on with me. Will you come on with me today? It will make, you know, for really great listening and it'll help me out. And he said, not today. That is progress, right? Not today doesn't mean not ever, it just means not today. So I think, and he was smiling, so I think he's slowly coming around to the fact that he is going to be on the podcast, woohoo! And I'm going to talk to him all about fatherhood, parenthood, oh it's going to be brilliant when he does come on. So uh, fingers crossed it'll be this series and I will be able to persuade him to come on and maybe even one of his friends who um, get, get him to come on as well. Anyway, this week, um, yeah, so Amandine and I have been really struggling with a cold. Um, She's had it for about 10 days. I've probably had it for about nine days. Um, I'm sure we probably picked it up from either the baby gym or maybe even something as simple as, you know, Tesco's food shop or something like that. Who knows? Um, I've tried to get, as you guys know, I was really working on not being so obsessive about my germs <laughs> and picking up other people's germs. I know there are a lot of you on here who feel the same, um, so I don't feel too neurotic saying that, but um, you should see me at Toddler Gym. I have my Milton, and I know they're only meant to be used on surfaces, but I actually use them on our hands. Um, Milton sterilizing wipes <laughs> with me, like shoved into my back pocket. And the issue is, is that Amandine still sucks her thumb in the day. And we're actually really trying to get her to stop in the day. I really don't mind her having it at night time. It's wonderful. She self-soothes. As long as that can keep going, I'm happy. But in the day, there's no need for it, really, because she can be stimulated by other things. And I don't just really want her sitting down and sucking her thumb. She's got into a bit of habit of doing that. And at the toddler gym, it's really frustrating because... 
you know, she's touching everything. And I get it, you know, there are some um, fairly ill children there. And I don't particularly want Amandine catching anything. Anyway, so I just follow her around and I'm constantly wiping her thumb to make sure she doesn't put it in her mouth. My friend is just absolutely wetting herself watching me do this. Um, it's ridiculous, really. But that's what we do. Let me know if, if you're listening and you do the same to um, make me not feel so bad. But that is what we do. And yeah, so I'm sure that's where she got it from. Clearly, it doesn't work all the time because otherwise she wouldn't have got a cold. But... We try our best. Same as when we go to Tesco's, actually. I went to Tesco's this morning to try and uh, grab a few bits. And um, I did the shopping trolley before I put her in it. Made sure everything that she touched had been antibacterial wiped. I guess there are two trains of thought on this, aren't there? And it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Is it better to let your kids get as many colds as they possibly can? I think the average is... isn't it 11 or 12 or something? I think it works out to be like one a month um, is the normal. Amandine definitely is not the normal, but I think that's because um, I hang out with my antibacterial wipes. Um, but I don't know whether then she'll suffer when she goes to nursery more than what she's doing. I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. I wasn't a sickly child, according to my mum, and I very rarely got ill. So I don't know if that's now why I'm getting ill, because Amandine's catching the bugs that I would have got. I have no idea. It'd be really interesting to talk to a GP about this, actually. So I will try and get a GP on. I have one in mind. Um, I will try and get her on to talk about this. Um, be really good. If you have any GP-related questions, actually, send them over to me, because um, they, I know they won't be able to talk about individual cases, but do send them over to me so I have them um, when I get the GP to come and talk on here. I think it'd be a really, really great podcast to do. This sickness comes after we have been through what we think is a leap. We still follow the Wonder Weeks app, not so closely because I think Amandine is a little bit ahead of it. Um, But we have had about two weeks. In fact, I think it was from basically the last podcast I recorded with you guys saying, Amandine was sleeping really well, she's been a dream. I think that night, because in my head I was like, oh my god, I just totally jinxed that. That night she started to scream when we put her down. She was just not happy at all. But it was the kind of scream, It's not. it wasn't a pain scream, it was that kind of scream where you know you're being played. <laughs> and um, she just wanted to have someone. And she's so good, I was totally okay with that. You know, she's, she started walking... She, a whole new world has opened up to her. Um, So I'm okay with that. So long as I know that she'll go back to, you know, sleeping normally and being put down as normal, which she has. So for any parents uh, with kiddos the same age as Amaldine and you're going through the same, it will go back to normal. Whatever your normal is, it will go back to normal. Amaldine started, yes, we'd go in, we'd do the normal bedtime routine, um, bath occasionally, very occasionally. We bath her like once, well, not once, twice or three times a week. Um, Maybe twice, actually. And then a book, some milk and cuddles, and Hendrik normally does it. Um, And put her down in her cot, she just wouldn't settle. She was crying, um, wasn't happy. So Hendrik would stand outside and sing, or I'd stand outside and sing, and just stand and say, Mama's here, or Papa's here, we're here, don't worry, it's okay. And then we had to start leaving her door open, and then that was the trick. We'd have to leave her door open, and then before we went up to bed, one of us would creep upstairs, close her door, so we could get upstairs without waking her up. Um, 
but now we are back to normal and also in the daytime during that phase oh it was tough it was really tough she's super clingy again don't mind that super clingy really whingy um didn't really know what she wanted to be doing where she wanted to be Yes, she was walking, which was lovely. Um, she was holding my hand nonstop everywhere we were going. She wanted to hold my hand. And that has now changed. Um, she's got a lot of confidence with her walking now. And she's starting to let go of my hand um, and Hendrik's hand. And sometimes she'll push our hand away. So one of our favorite places to go to is Darts Farm. It means I can meet my mum. We have a coffee. We have a bit of a browse around the shop. We go down to the toy bit. There's a bit of like a train set you can play with, all that kind of stuff. And in there, she has so much confidence and she just lets go of my hand, which on one hand is lovely because I can see her embracing her um, inner independence. But on the other hand, <laughs> I really see why people put their kids on reins. <laughs> Annie's not that fast yet, but the minute she starts to pick up a bit of speed, um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to take my eyes off her, which is actually really fun. I've been waiting for this period for a really long time with Amandine being 18 months in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, I've been waiting a really long time for us to get to this point where, you know, I can say, let's walk to the car or get her to jump out of the car and just stand up so I can put her coat on, that kind of thing. The walking transition really changed for us when we were in France. I think I think I discussed this on the podcast. Um, and we were taking her to see the horses and we were taking her to the beach. And it really, really developed just those little times of like five minutes here and there where she'd walk. Um, it would kind of be two minutes walking and then she'd tap on our legs and ask to come up. Her speech has come on loads, which again is wonderful to see. And I feel like we're defying all of those people who said, because you're going to be doing bilingual with Amandine, Amandine's not going to talk for ages, she'll be late talking. She's been talking for quite some while now. And by talking, you know, I mean words. But Hendrik is, um, I'm sorry if you have kids listening, but Hendrik has said asshole a few times. Not to me, but I mean, in, how can I say this? Not to Amandine either, but as in it's funny for Amandine to say asshole. Um, and it's really cute. She just mim- <laughs> mimics it and goes, asshole, a lot like that video um, that we all came across a few years back. But really, really funny. So if you say something like head, so she knows to point at the head when you say tet, and she'll say tet, which is French for head, and then head. Um, and she knows both of those. She knows that a donkey is a donkey and also an an, which is French for donkey. So she's really, she's re- her language is really, really progressing and it's lovely. And actually, she doesn't do this with me, but when Hendrik goes to get her in the mornings, which he's doing a lot more of now, woohoo, um, she will point out and name like everything in her room. It's very, very, very cute. Very cute. Um, so it's lovely to see her language coming along and for it not to have a, um, an impact on her language. I feel like Amandine was putting their efforts into her language when other kids were walking and now she's putting her efforts into both, which is lovely, really lovely. Her walking's coming along great. My only, I got her some new Bobuck shoes. They, well, I got her some Bobuck shoes. They were in the sale, which was great. They were these little boots and they made a huge difference. I think maybe because they were holding her ankles in rather than her Clark's ones, which were kind of those first walkers. 
um, and they didn't really hold her ankles in, but these were holding her ankles, and anyway, the minute she put them on, she was off, and it was really lovely to see. They were also a size three rather than a size two and a half, and I feel like maybe her toes were just getting a little bit close to the end in the walkers, and perhaps she was feeling a bit uncomfortable, and that's why she wanted to put the, to wear the size threes, perhaps. Um, but one thing we have noticed, and we're going to see, or I'm hoping to go and see someone about it, but I'm not too sure who to go to. So if anyone's listening and you know, yes, you should definitely go see someone and you know who it is, please message me. Um, easiest way to message me is at Mum Talk Podcast Instagram um, on the DMs. Or you can email me, but I'm quite intermittent on email these days, actually. I've sent, I've turned off the push on my emails in an attempt to get a slightly better balance. Um, so I've turned that off. But yeah, when she walks, her big toe on one foot is slightly, is kind of angling in. And when she pushes off, it angles in towards the second toe. So it's almost like it's not tracking. It's not tracking correctly in a straight line. Now, I don't know whether this is something that will get better when she starts to walk better. She walks with her feet really quite wide, as I think to all toddlers and babies, and slightly with her feet pointing out. And I think that's why when she rolls forward on the ball of her foot, then her toe isn't in line, so it's not tracking. But today, especially, she has been sitting down and then grabbing her foot and letting out a little bit of a, eh, not a cry, but kind of a, a, wh- a whinge, I guess, a whine. I don't like saying the word whinge, but um, yeah, so we're going to go see somebody. I'm just not quite sure who would be the best person to see right now. So if anyone has any ideas, what else can I tell you? Oh, she started to be quite scared and nervous at things. So we went to Pennywell Farm, which is a great little day out. Um, we actually only managed a couple of hours before we were freezing and um, paid quite a lot to get in there but yeah it was still really cold um so we left but they have some huge horses and Amandine's really really used to seeing horses but they are huge they have an ex they, well they have a retired cavalry horse from the queen's guard and they have two yorkshire horses which i would say are bigger than cart horses they are absolutely huge um, and Amandine was really quite taken aback by those and also the sheep and their noise and the barring of the sheep. She was really taken aback by that. And the wind. She doesn't particularly like the wind, so she takes after me. I hate the wind. Uh, really aggravates me. Um, makes me very short-tempered. So she, it appears she's the same. <laughs> um, she doesn't like the wind very much and she gets a little bit scared. Any kind of loud noises... Her, she has a little aeroplane that makes an aeroplane noise and it was hiding under the tea towels and when she pushed down on the tea towels her aeroplane started off and she got really quite scared so that's quite that's been new um so we're going to try and introduce her to these things um quite frequently to try and reduce that level of fear I guess spiders now I don't know where she's got this from and I'm not that great with spiders but I'm really not you know if one's in the room I'll just handle it you know I've I've I have evolved in my spider handling skills um but for some reason when Hendrik was pointing to one on the ceiling she looked like she was a bit scared and was kind of edging back away from it so that was odd because I don't feel like Hendrik and I have really um, shown that around spiders 
So I don't know where that's come from because they say that it's not necessarily a fear that they would have. Anyway, um, I wonder if you have had that with your children um, whether you've noticed that and little fears that are happening now and again and whether you can bring that back to something, how you've reacted so they've seen it or whether it's completely natural, a fear. Be really interested to hear from some of you on that. Her favourite thing is... Muppets, Manamana, for some reason. I have no idea, but Hendrik will literally say one thing from the sketch of the Manamana puppet and and Amadil will go, Manamana. If you've seen my um I don't think it was on Mum Talk actually, I shared it on Emma Jolin, uh Instagram page. But it was very, very funny and she starts dancing. It's really, really funny. Really funny. But that's pretty much all on Amandine that I can share with you this week. And I'm going to keep this podcast really short because, like I said, I know that this time is very, very precious when you choose to listen to mum talk. So thank you. Um, but that's all I can really share on Amandine. But with me, I, yeah, I've been struggling. Um, Hendrix had 10 days leave, actually, which has been lovely, but we decided not to go anywhere. Which, in hindsight, I guess I was a little bit pleased about. Um, not because I'm kind of giving into what I think is a little bit of media hype around coronavirus. I'm not entirely sure, really, but it's been out of the media over the last few days, um, or not in the media as much. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that, but I certainly have. It's not been covered as much in the media these last couple of days. Um, but when it was really, really being covered, I was a bit like, oh, okay, good. I'm really pleased we haven't gone anywhere, but. Getting through the winter, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but getting through the whole winter without seeing much sunshine is really taking its toll right now. Really taking its toll. And I know there'll be some of you who are thinking, you get to go to France. (laughs) And we do. And it's lovely. And we're very lucky. And I don't want to sound ungrateful. But it's not that time where it's just you guys as a unit. It's not that kind of away from all the stresses of being at home, away from the lists of jobs and being away somewhere new where maybe you're getting cooked for or maybe you're um, in in someone else's apartment or something like that and you have a beach nearby and you can escape reality. Um, we're very much in reality in a different kind of reality with Hendrix's parents um, and it's not terribly relaxing. So... It's been tough to try to not go away somewhere just the three of us. Um, and actually, it, I was looking at very, very last minute flights to go away today. <laughs> Literally flying out today just to go to Portugal for the weekend because it looks really, really lovely weather. But the flights were ridiculous. I think it was going to cost us £600 just to fly to Portugal. And that's without Amandine having her own seat. So that's just the two of us flying to Portugal. And seeing as we know that we can go there for like £100 each, um, that was just absurd and not doing that. But it did look lovely and the weather looked wonderful. But yeah, I have been struggling um, with the kind of dark, dank weather that we've been having and the constant storms. But I really hope that March will bring us a little bit of a hint of spring. Um, So I'm counting down the days until March. But if there is anyone listening out there and you're struggling to, it will end. That's what I'm saying to myself. It will end. The summer will be here in no time. And we'll be complaining about having to put sun cream on our kids. <laughs> That's what I feel we'll be doing. Or we'll be complaining that it's too flipping hot. Um, and we've got to put them, yeah, 
in clothes or inside or we can't sit outside in a sun lounger or whatever. Not that I really sunbathe anymore. Who sunbathes with kids? Who sunbathes with kids? Anyway, um, and also something I was going to share with you guys is, as you know, we have been wanting or, you know, actually ever since I started this podcast, I think even when I was talking about which pram we should get, uh, we wanted to have two kiddos quite close together. And that's always been my dream or what I thought has been my dream. And I have been coming to terms with the fact that I'm letting go of that dream or plan, I guess. Uh, Not that I really ever consciously thought it... Well, I guess it was a plan. Uh, Because we are really struggling to conceive second time around. Uh, We don't know why, but we've been trying for quite a while. And it, seeing as we had a very abnormally easy (laughs) conceiving journey, I guess, first time around, it's been a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, Because I think both of us, especially Hendrik, actually just kind of expected it to happen just as easily the second time around, you know. And I know I put a little bit of this on myself because, well, I mean, I did and I didn't, but I breastfed until Amandine was 14 months and I felt like I really had to stop to get my periods back so we could then try again. Hendrik wanted me to stop a lot, lot earlier so we could get my my uh, cycle back on track so we could try again Um, but I didn't want to stop breastfeeding and I know you can get pregnant when you're breastfeeding but there was just no sign of any type of ovulation and I just um yeah it just wasn't happening uh so I I thought well the the only only opportunity we will get is if I stop breastfeeding so that happened then it took a while for well I think my first well, I mean, I really don't know, actually, but I have got my period back um, today, actually, uh, which which has definitely made me aware of why I've been feeling a bit shitty these last few, well, this last week, especially, I guess, premenstrual. Um, and yeah, it's we've we have been trying really hard. <laughs> if you know what I mean these last um yeah this this last these last few months which I know to some people will be nothing but to us we kind of think ah you know why isn't it happening but then also a very good friend said to me you know your body is preparing for new life and it takes a while after breastfeeding and it does and everyone I talk to and everything I've read very much says you know it can take six to nine months to a year to get back on track after breastfeeding after having a little one but it's not so much the not being able to conceive it is the um or it being harder to conceive it's the letting go of what I'd always had in my mind that we would do for whatever reason and I think it's a I think it's almost a habitual pattern which I picked up or maybe not so much a habitual pattern but a pattern that I picked up from uh, my mum. My sister and I are only 17, 18 months apart and I've loved our relationship. My sister and I are super close. I've loved, I loved every aspect of our childhood and growing up and I just had the most wonderful childhood and I feel like I always wanted that from a really young age because it was what my mum did. It's what I felt like I needed to do. Uh, but it's not. And it's, yeah, taking me a while to 
get my head around that, but I think I have. I mean, I have no choice. Um, I can't go back in time. Uh, but I think that's what the difficulty has been. Um, so I am telling you this because I'm sure there will be other people out there who are maybe experiencing the same or um, maybe we can come together somehow and offer each other support. Um, Yeah, so I'm telling you that because I'm sure there are other people out there listening who are experiencing the same. And also, oh my God, post-pregnancy periods are rubbish. They are so bad. (laughs) I have never, well actually I have actually, before I went on the pill, I used to have not very nice periods and then I went on the pill um for way too long and I don't think I'll ever go back on it actually in all honesty but way too long um and I think I'd forgotten what either real periods are or what post-pregnancy periods are um I am sure I shared with you but I will share it with you again or actually no I won't share it with you again because you probably don't need that information twice but go and listen back a few podcasts to when I was back from France and I think I was talking about that period um, and how it wasn't very pleasant and you might need to rethink your sanitary products. Um, Yeah, so if you're expecting your first period, go back and have a listen to that. And that's really all I have to share with you this week. So thank you so much for listening. I love checking in with you guys and I hope there's something in there that you can relate to and maybe you want to message um, and say me too. And as I promised, this podcast gives you a me too moments. <laughs> um, then please message me or email me. Message me on DMs at mumtalkpodcast Instagram or email me mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. I am going to go and make Amandine and Hendrik dinner I feel like that's on repeat at the moment geez I love it when we go out for lunch and I just don't have to think about lunch um so message me if you'd like to get in contact otherwise I will be back with you next week lots and lots of love to you all thank you for checking in this week